maybe not be making every decision right like I wasn't, but I want to, I want to encourage you just to take a step closer. And that's what I was doing. I was taking steps like this. And there were some major areas of inconsistency in my life, but I was starting to understand that there was a call on my life. I wish I had just jumped in with both feet and I wish I had started to run after him. That's part of the reason I'm a youth pastor to this day, because I believe if you start to grab onto the call of God on your life now, not later, now, say now. It's the greatest journey ever. It's fun. There's a peace that comes when you know you're in the center of God's will. Welcome to the PC Youth Pod. Thanks for joining us today. This week's message is on glorious grace. God's grace needs to be active in our life. And the question is, what are you running towards and running from? Let's get into this week's message. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited to share with you tonight. I want to take you to a portion of scripture that I think is going to encourage you. Anybody okay with being encouraged tonight? Okay. Talking on the topic of glorious. Say glorious. Glorious. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Say glorious. glorious. Okay, guys, girls, some of you, I've seen you and I've watched you play video games and it's scary to be in the room. I've had people come over to my house, guests, first time they're there, playing video games with my children. And I've gone into the basement. I thought someone was dying. And it sounds a bit like this. No, you get in! Right? There's some passion that... Don't lie to me right now, I know. And it gets a little bit intense. And I'm just saying, I want you to bring a little bit of that to God's house. An expectation and a little bit of passion. Yes? Come on. Don't give video games your best. Don't give a sports arena your best. Let's honor what Alona said earlier. Let's give God our best tonight. All right. You're going to love this scripture. Say, I'm going to love it. Just say it out loud. It's like expectations. Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 7. I love this. I love this. I love this. Praise be to the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Say every. In Christ, for he has chose us before the creation of the world to be holy. Say holy. Say blameless. To be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption. Say adoption. Say it like you mean it. Say adoption. To sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure. Say pleasure. And say will. In accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace. Say glorious grace. grace. Look at your neighbor and say it like loud. Say glorious grace. grace. Now why was that more fun? You got to yell at somebody. Okay, there we go. Which he has freely given us in the one who he loves. Did you know that? That's how he thinks about you. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. There's riches in God's grace. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that you are going to speak in power right now. Come on. You're going to speak in power. You're going to allow this word. You said that it would divide between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. You would get down. You would, you would get your word in us. It knows how to break off. Your word can break off confusion. Wrong thinking. Strongholds. Anything we walked in here with, God, that you would say, 
I do not need you carrying that. God, I thank you that tonight you're going to move. I thank you that your scripture and your word is going to speak. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. I'm proudly wearing, Hartenstein, are you in here? Yeah. Right back there. Give it up for Aaron Hartenstein. Fearless worship leader extraordinary. He's like a Swiss army knife. The guy does a thousand things. I love you, brother. This is Hart's Produce. And it is uh, his brother's produce stand. Are they out of Malala? Where is it? Malino. Malino. I can't ever get that right. Anyway, it's somewhere in the area. <laughs> okay. And uh, he, he's he got a produce stand. And I was just, I love, number one, I love this sweatshirt. It's super cozy. And two, I was putting it on this morning. And I was thinking, God, this is what you've called me to be. I know you're thinking I'm getting weird on you right now. But this is what God has called you. And he's called me to be a produce stand. Did you know that the fruits of the spirit are to be coming in and out and through your life? Would you agree? That's what scripture says. You may not know it yet, but it's true. Right. And part of the reason we learn to rest and come into God's house is so that we can learn what God promised could be the fruit of our lives. Some of you haven't seen that modeled well around you. Some of you have. Some of you have had it modeled well and you said, no, 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 this is more fun. We all have different stories and different journeys. Spencer and I have shared all of our baggage and messed up decisions. We're still in process. We're still learning. Anybody in here still in process? Somebody encourage me. Still learning how to be a produce stand. Anybody with me? Right now, look at your neighbor and tell him your favorite fruit. Just tell him right now. What's your favorite fruit? Say it now. Now listen, in the journey, learning how to be a produce stand, it takes time. Because sometimes trees need pruning. Last year, my fruit trees, I planted like five, five. Plum, apple, pear, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, none of them produced. It was a weird year, and uh, they were only two years old, and it just wasn't a good year. Now, this year, they're just going nuts. I'm excited. And uh, come back to me, people. Come on. Don't talk to your neighbor. Look up here at me. All right. Say produce. Okay. It's important as we start to understand the Christian walk, we understand what God promised was possible. And I want you guys to, I want you to understand tonight. How to raise the bar and just say, listen, that, that isn't for Pastor Aaron or Pastor Spencer or Pastor Tom up front or some of the amazing leaders we have in here. That's not just for them. That's for me. Some of you, the journey that you've had towards Christ and the things you've overcome, you've heard me say this before, like you blow me away. The things that you have, you have come through and grabbed onto Christ. You're my heroes. Growing up in a generation where there's been more distraction, but also more opportunity than ever before. I was, uh, it was 1993 when I graduated. I was remembering this when I was at, a grad, at Sprague's graduation the other night. It was awesome. I was there with these two right here, Hannah and Allie. Who else was there that night? It was Tommy's graduation. There was like three graduations that day. And anyway, there was more. But we had a great time. But I was remembering sitting there. Actually, mine was in the basketball. You, you guys are much bigger classes than we were. We were inside the uh, gymnasium. And uh, 
we were sitting there and we were getting ready to come up and walk across to get our diplomas. And I'm not saying I was in the front row, but I might have been in the front row on the side that got up at the wrong time. And so you know how you're supposed to get up because, you know, the people in front, you got to go in the right order with who, who's handing what. They had to switch the whole thing because the wrong side of the room got up at the wrong It wasn't my fault, everybody, but it did happen. And uh, I don't think it was my fault, Spencer. To this day, there's an argument a bunch, amongst a bunch of us, but it took me back being there. Uh, it was cool to celebrate you guys. So proud of you, all of you graduates, and excited for what God has for you in the future. But I was thinking back to that season in my life. There was not a lot of produce going on in my life. Okay? There wasn't a lot of produce going on in my life. It was, uh, <laughs> there was fruit all right, but it wasn't, it wasn't good fruit. And it was a time when there was, there was some serious uh, gaps in my character. I had purity areas where God was healing me. And I certainly had some identity stuff going on where I just was confused about who God was and who I was. And I was mad about some stuff. You ever had a season where you're just mad? Okay, maybe I'm the only one. I was mad. And uh, I needed God's touch on my life. And uh, I was just thinking about that season ahead. And then I went on to Oregon State University. And I was just, I was pretty excited, Spencer, that I even graduated. I was like, I finished. I mean, I don't I don't want you to think like I didn't do well, but I, I mean, I wasn't as serious of a student as I needed to be. And I went on to Oregon State and uh, the, the transition, don't, don't even go there, okay? And uh, go beefs. Um, and I went on, by the way, I got in an auction the other day. I got this table, this Oregon State bar table. It was so, it's like glossy. Oh, it's amazing. You can't buy this thing except through an auction. Anyway, but anyway, it was this season of my life and I'm walking through... I'm walking through a tough season and I get through my freshman year kind of barely at Oregon State. I did all right on grades, but I would, I just wasn't happy. And I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, handling the transition all that well. And at the end of that year, I lost one of my best friends in a car accident. And some of you have heard that story. I won't go into detail tonight, but it was really like a pivotal moment. Um, her name was Carrie. She was a friend of mine. I was going to take her, just a friend of mine, but I was going to take her. She was graduating that year. I had graduated the year before, and I was going to take her to the prom that year. And um, I found the accident. It was a very difficult moment. Um, it was the first moment in my life when it was like life and death. And I'm going to tell you, you guys are going to have moments in your life where God meets you in pivotal moments. And I had a, I had an opportunity right there. What, where my heart was going to go. Was I going to learn to rest in who God is? Did I really believe that he was who he said he was and that Carrie was in the presence of God? Or did I, was I going to fall back into negative thinking and wrong understanding about life? And I'm looking at a room full of overcomers tonight who have overcome a lot of things. And I want to, I want to encourage you tonight. In those moments, I didn't handle all that stuff well, but in that moment right there, it was, it was a big time moment. God started to get a hold of me. And I'm not going to tell you that right after that, I started making every godly decision, but my heart turned and I started to be drawn to him. That's happening in some of your lives. I'm watching it. Greatest shirt right here. I love this shirt. No Christ to make him. No, everybody needs to wear that on Sunday morning next year, next week. Just go order it tonight. Um, that's our church motto. If you don't know that. You may not be making every decision right like I wasn't, but I want to I encourage you just to take a step closer. And that's what I was doing. I was taking steps like this. 
And there were some major areas of inconsistency in my life. But I was starting to understand that there was a call on my life. I wish I had just jumped in with both feet. And I wish I had started to run after him. That's part of the reason I'm a youth pastor to this day. Because I believe if you start to grab onto the call of God on your life now. Not later. Now. Say now. Now. It's the greatest journey ever. It's fun. There's a peace that comes when you know you're in the center of God's will. You can overcome anything. Hey, don't distract your neighbor right now. I mean it. Don't miss this moment. I missed a lot of moments. Don't miss this moment. I'm going to give you something tonight. It's going to mean something to you. And you don't want to be responsible for robbing anybody else. God wants to meet you in this season. This summer could be the greatest summer of your life if you let it. I'm not even kidding. I'm believing for God to do something amazing in my life, in my family's life, and in every one of your lives this summer. Don't have an average summer. Don't come in with average expectation. I'm going to be real with you tonight. I didn't watch tonight during worship a room full of people with an expectation that God wanted to rock them. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I saw people that were coming in here and glad to be around their friends. I know, I know you love Jesus, but I'm telling you there has to be a, come on, get, I get one more moment to be in God's presence. One more moment. I get, I get one more chance to sing in praise. I get another opportunity. I want to experience his glorious grace. I want to be a blessing to someone else. And I know this world, he paints an entirely different picture. That says everything is about me. As opposed to everything being about him. And you have a choice what your life is going to be pointed at. You have a choice whether you're going to honor your mother and your father. Even if you don't, disagree, you don't agree with them. You can choose to walk in blessing. You can choose to walk in favor. That's what scripture promises you if you learn to honor him. That's what's on the table tonight, you guys. Incredible favor and blessing on your life. He loves you more than you could ever understand. And there's some key ingredients tonight. I wish I could go back and I could speak to 17, 18, 20 year old Aaron and say, come on, get it. All I know to do is walk in that obedience now and to passionately tell you what's available. Instead of seeing some of you sit back and say, entertain me, preach something that might might sit well with my flesh, as opposed to, I want anything you got. Bring it, bring the word. I'm teachable, I'm unoffendable, I'm coachable, I'm ready to grow. That's what's going to pack this room out. Because I know, I know I'm being real right now, okay? But you guys know how much I love you. You've heard many messages where I brought you nothing but encouragement. I'm bringing you... The Word of God is able to teach, rebuke, correct, train, right? That's what Scripture says. The only reason I'm up here tonight is because I've let this book mess me up. Bring me to my knees. Hundreds and hundreds of times. And I'm going to tell you, he'll keep doing it over and over and over again. I'm I'm never, I never want to pretend that I've ever arrived before you guys. But I'm telling you, you've got to understand what's available to you. You've got to understand the riches that are available in this book. 
For some of you, you've had amazing inheritance passed down to you from your families. But it's time for you to grab onto your own relationship. It can't be about them. It's not that you won't honor them and it's not that you won't move with them, but it has to start to become you grabbing onto Jesus. Father, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to get into the word, not because somebody told me I needed to, but because I understand you want to speak to me. Amen? I want to give you a couple things that are very simple out of this. This is one verse that you, I want you to be able to get back to any time in your life. 20 years from now, I want you to remember this portion of scripture. If you start to forget for a moment what he promised you. This is important tonight. For some of you, this is going to be a breakthrough moment. I'm speaking that over you. Because you've had your thinking wrong about what God has offered you. What's available? It's not the nice, neat, and tidy Christian life. It's a passion-filled pursuit of Him. For the rest of your entire days, every moment. God, I want your best. I don't care what it costs me. That's what took an Apostle Paul. We're going to go to Ephesians here. Literally running 100 miles per hour the wrong direction. God gets a hold of him on the road to Damascus and he turns. He says, Father, anything you want me to do. He had to learn everything again. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care how embarrassed I have to be. I made a deal with God years ago. God, if you want to call something out of me, I'm not waiting for somebody else to bring it out in the open. I'll bring it out myself. Deal with this pride. Deal with this purity. Deal with anything you want to touch. And I believe God's going to speak tonight. The first thing I want you to get in this is that you are crazy blessed. He says in this that every spiritual blessing is available to you. Look at your neighbor right now. Don't get in a conversation with him, but say every. Every blessing is available to you. Wait a minute, I don't have Sarah's gift. I don't have Anna's gift. I don't have, I don't have Kiana's gift. Rest of my life, I'll be trying to be as kind as this awesome woman of God right here. You're amazing. You are. But my job is just to learn how to grab onto the next thing and the next thing. But it's not about me trying to be anybody else or trying to imitate anybody else's walk. It's God understanding fully that every spiritual blessing is there for me, but I have to learn to grab onto it. I have to learn how to take possession of it. Tonight, that's available. Catch this at the beginning. Praise to God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Stop comparing your journey to anybody else. God, thank you. It's this moment of us getting comfortable in our own skin. God, thank you for making me me. Thank you for making me unique. Would you teach me how to just reflect your glory for the rest of my life in the way you created me to do it? You know, Jesus, it says very clearly in Scripture that he was plain. There was nothing that drew people to him because he was just, you know, looked like Brad Pitt. That wasn't... That isn't the picture at all. Scripture said he was plain. I love that he came in humility. I love that everything, it was about his character and his love and his passion for people that drew people. To this day, the entire world is rocked because of one person. Would you agree? So, God, 
My goal for the rest of my life is I just want to become more like you. That means I don't have an excuse to go, well, that's just my personality. I get to be rude. Somebody, I get to be disrespectful to authority. I get, well, I'm the only one that can get away with that, those jokes or that language. Let no unwholesome speech come out of your mouth, Aaron, Ephesians 4, 29. You know why I memorized that? Because I needed it. Because God had to mess me up in that area. He's like, no, you don't. You don't get away with that. I'm letting you speak for me, Aaron. How dare you think that you can use that kind of language? I mean, he called me to the carpet. He'll do the same for you. Not because he's mean, but because he's kind. Because he wants you to have so much fun in life. Secondly, he wants you to know that you're chosen. But I love this. Before the earth was here, before it was even created, you were in his heart. You're more important than the entire globe. You were created in his image. How cool is that? Before the foundations of the world. Psalms 139 says, he formed you in your mother's womb. That you're fearfully and wonderfully made. How cool is that? Does that mess with anybody like it messes with me? Let it mess with you (laughs) in a good way. Let it expand your heart. God, thank you. And it says for me to be holy and to be blameless in his sight. Anybody blessed by the, I don't know if anybody else has made some mistakes in here, but I have some very unholy moments and non-blameless moments in my journey. And he says that he will see me in his sight, holy and blameless, if I learn to grab onto him. Not just, not just to some weak standard, in his sight. Come on, he sees your potential tonight. He sees how awesome you are. He sees your incredible potential. Come on. I want to encourage you tonight to start to see yourself different. To give yourself permission to not see the past, but start to see the future. And by the way, then see other people that way too. Because that's the cool thing. He, he de- deals with Emma, not so Emma only can get whole and live the perfect life, but so that she can then pass that on to other people and see other people that way. Yeah? That's what he did when he passed on everything he had to the disciples and so many more. And to this day, we're rocked by their witnesses. Almost every one of them martyred. Gladly going to the cross, being boiled, all kinds of stuff that happened to them. They would never recount their faith because they had been in his presence. They had understood His love, his radical love for them and for the people around him. This next thing, just for the rest of my life, I'll never fully understand it. But it's so cool. And it says, you're adopted as sons and daughters. Adopted. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in in accordance with his pleasure and in his will. For him to say, Aaron, I chose you. I'm not stuck with you. I chose you. It's cool. My sister is adopted. And um, 
I can tell you early on, I watched all the things that she went through. I know several of you in here are. And it's an awesome thing. It's a holy thing. But to understand that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords reached down and he said, I choose you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I want you to start to understand your inheritance and your, your family, how awesome it is. And some of us are grabbing onto about this much of the identity that God has. And he's like, you don't understand what a big daddy you have. You don't understand the family you have. Come on. When somebody new walks in these doors, they need to be surrounded by the love of God. Would you agree? They need to be able to feel it, see it, understand it. You're part of something. Because you were adopted. You want other people to understand they were adopted. Pulled in. And I remember my sister, she wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with this whole thing. I never understood it. And I really wasn't a very good brother, if I'm being really honest. She and I were very different people. I was younger, but I kind of acted like the older brother. She had a lot of stuff, health issues, all kinds of stuff she had to work through. She and I are like this now. We're very close. I love my sister, Kendra. I wish I could have been the brother for her that she deserved at a younger age. There's a lot of me that was just a punk, if I'm being honest. Because I, I didn't have enough of God's love in me to be able to calm down and understand what she was going through. I just wanted her to figure it out. I don't know if anybody can relate. Maybe you have some people in your life. Maybe it's a sibling, somebody you're like, can you just get it together? As opposed to me stopping and saying, God, how can I be a blessing to my sister? She was figuring out her identity. You know, and I watched her wrestle that out and I'm so proud of her. I love the relationship that she has with God now and the relationship that we have. I wish it had got figured out earlier, but I'm not going to miss any moments from this, from this day on. Understanding what it is to be a part of his family. He says, that's my kid right there. Don't mess with him. I think uh, if you understood how fierce he is in wanting to protect you, how committed he is to speaking over you. That's why he wants this time right here. That's why we, we bring journaling up here every week, okay? Because I know, we know, that if you learn how to get into the word of God on your own and how to unearth some things on your own, if you learn how to do that, it will change everything. Because there's going to be moments that there's nobody preaching. There's going to be moments... You've got to learn how to crack into the word on your own and get encouragement in a low moment. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize you said that about me. And the tears start to flow. I was sitting in my office today, just crying, thinking about you, thinking about some people in my life. And God was just messing me up. And I can tell you there was many years that wouldn't have been possible because my heart wasn't whole. God wants to heal hearts tonight. But he wants you to understand some things about yourself, that you're blessed, you're chosen, you're adopted. Pastor Brent said this this morning. He said, never underestimate the power of shame. Pretty provocative comment, would you agree? It will come and it will sit and it will mess up generations of people where we just can't forgive ourselves and we can't forgive others. Come on, just nod at me if you know what I'm talking about right now. It's real. Shame will mess you up. 
We've had it done to us and we've probably done it to other people. And I'm encouraging you right now to say, Father, I do not want to be a person that holds that over other people. I want to see people the way that you see them. Because you may not be able to underestimate the power of shame and what that will do, but don't ever underestimate the power of true grace. On the flip side, when God comes in, it's amazing how quickly things can heal. If you give the next season, this summer and this next season of your life to the Lord, you have no idea how different life can look in a day, a week, a month. Give him the next year. Where you go, God, I'm going I'm to run after you. I'm not going to walk after you anymore. I'm going to run after you. And you wait and you see what he does. It's unbelievable what he can do. The enemy will do all he can to keep you from underestimating, from understanding your true family line and what is available to you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this, For my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In my weakness... The enemy wants to destroy me, but God actually wants to build me. So in those moments, those imperfect moments, the question is, are you going to come to him and be like, all right, God, thank you. Thank you for allowing this to get revealed. Or are you going to come to come to a point to where you just sit down and, 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 and act like a victim? You have, you can have a victim or a victor moment. I've, I've had that season. Anybody with me? I've had plenty of victim seasons. I can get in a pity party so fast. I mean, I'm good at it. Anybody with me? Can anybody? All it takes is a couple texts, a couple phone calls, and you can stir up a whole bunch of stuff, can't you? A couple posts. I can build drama real quick. But it's amazing what happens when mo- one moment of grace, one moment where you let God just move and you just say, Father, this person deserved this and I'm just going to love them. Things get healed like that. That's when people start to run to an altar. That's when people start to fully understand what Jesus came for. When you didn't give them what they deserved because of what God gave you, you give them grace. And I love where this goes right here. I want you to catch this at the end. This is huge. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace. Say glorious. Glorious grace. Glorious grace. This is a potent, this is something you do not want to miss tonight. His grace is better than you can understand or I can understand. It's, it's, not, it's not grace that just covers sin, but to help us overcome sin. I don't want to just have my sin just, just it's what he did on the cross. He covered my sin, but I want, I want victory over it. I'm not, I'm not walking through the same things over and over and over and over again. Anybody with me on this? I want to go somewhere new with God. Some of you have been struggling online tonight. God can deliver you like that. Where you start to have literally, you just, there's a hatred for that kind of evil. Flee what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Come on, what are we running from? What are we running to? Have your appetite changed tonight. You ever tried to go on a diet and it's like, oh my gosh, tell me to eat these vegetables. I cannot do it. I cannot handle this. And then all of a sudden for like three, four days, you start to eat vegetables and you're like, man, I, I kind of like vegetables. And then I kind of like fruit. And then I kind of like, you know what I mean? And then like 
two weeks later, you're, you're doing good and you're walking. I'm like, can you believe people go to McDonald's? Can you even believe, right? And you get all holier than now, like you've been on this thing for six years. It's because your appetite changes. I believe God wants to change some appetites tonight to where you have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Yeah? Like I'm desiring that. That's what I want more than I want to breathe. I want to honor God. It's the funnest way to live. It's so fun. I love this. It goes on. It says, you're redeemed by his blood. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. You're redeemed. Come on. Running this down. Don't miss this. You're blessed. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're redeemed. For he, check this out, Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. He is so rich in kindness and great that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom, say all wisdom, and understanding. Some of you maybe grew up a little bit like me. I did not feel like the smartest person in the room ever. I'm not trying to tell you that I, that I, that I wasn't smart. I was a very undisciplined person, but I just, I had some things spoken over me. It is, all wisdom and understanding was available to me, but I didn't know how to tap into it. When God started to heal that in me, it was like all of a sudden I understood anything was possible. My job wasn't to be like anybody else or try to become a scientist or that kind of thing to try to prove anything. It was just to say, God, would you take everything that is in me and would you breathe on it? I want to know you get the most glory you possibly can out of of this redeemed life. I don't want to miss the fact that I'm redeemed. I don't want any of you to miss that. And just kind of, I just want a nice Christian life. I just don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to embarrass anybody in the family. Come on. That is not what he died for. If you look at what he did, what he purchased, your freedom, it was so you could have the most ridiculous journey with him. Have so much fun. Dream huge. Huge dreams. To inspire other people. To be victorious in every way. Come on, you're redeemed. Say it out loud. Say you're redeemed. By his blood. And the last thing, you're forgiven. It says as far as the east is from the west, you're forgiven. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Psalms 103, 12. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Come on. You are forgiven. Some of you are walking around like God's still holding the list going, yeah, but. Come on, you're forgiven. Did you know it? Why don't we start walking like that, sounding like that, living like that, amen? I'm not seen in the light of my past. I certainly wouldn't be up here as a pastor if that was the case. They'd never let me in the door. I just remember that. And I'm so grateful for what he brought me out of. I don't want to ever go back. You know how I don't ever go back? I learn how to worship. I learn how to move through season after season, letting God mess me up time and time again. Pour fresh grace on me. When stuff comes up, the enemy tries to mess with me, remind me who I was. I remember, I remind him who he is. And I remind him who my God is. And I, and I start to study the word and remember what God declared over my life and over yours. There's nothing passive about it. 
powerful, bold declarations that he made over you. Will you stand with me tonight? Come on, close your eyes. Come on, you're called to be victorious. Some of you, you, you're you're carrying some stuff right now. And God would say, "I've I've been trying to just ask you, just give it to me. You're not called to carry that weight. I carry that weight. I accomplished victory over that on the cross. I spilt my blood for your freedom. You just got to lay it down at the foot of the cross and trust me. Some of you tonight, God is messing with you because you know that you've been living at a standard lower than what he's called you to. And I'm not saying that to put any shame. I don't believe in that. The word doesn't declare that. But I do believe the word brings conviction. He Right now, he is, he is saying, will you take my hand? Will you let me lead you through this next season? Will you let me? See, I, I want you to understand, we don't even know how to come to Christ on our own. I couldn't even get that right. He helps me. He will help you tonight. Come to him and to ask. God, I need you to forgive me. God, I want to understand what it is to be redeemed. God, I want to know what you meant when the pastor said that I'm adopted. I'm chosen? I'm blessed? What are you talking about? Come on, this is his promise over your life. Don't miss this moment. Moments, moments, moments that God has for you. Come on, don't mess with anybody else's moment in this room right now. Don't distract anybody. I'm talking to a few of you. I love you enough to tell you right now. Jesus, I pray right now, Father, that you would just stir each person in here by your spirit. That this word would come alive in us enough that we would respond to it. Action, God. That's what you're after tonight. That we would not be content to just receive it and hear in the natural, but that we would hear in the spirit. We have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that would move us to obedience to say, that was for me. Pastor, I, I want God to start to heal this area of my life. I know I struggle with the blessing of God and understanding that I'm chosen, feeling connected, feeling forgiven. Come on, if God's speaking to you by his spirit right now, I believe what God would say is, would you just come forward? The band's gonna play. We're gonna, we're gonna worship. We're gonna close right here. Come on, don't delay. Don't delay. Jesus, draw To stay caught up with us as a youth ministry, go to PC Youth Salem on Instagram and YouTube and join us Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time for our live stream. Have a great week.